Welcome back, everyone, to another Uncanny Mystic Minds. So for today, we brought my boy Quinn back, man of Madim. How's it going, bro? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, glad you came on. Freaking, uh, yeah, it's always good uh, to talk to you, to have you on here for sure. Um, yeah, I guess I'm going to, what do you call it? Well, last night I went out. It was Friday night, and then um, I ended up going out to the poker hall, you know, and uh People were, it felt like, because uh, I got there at, what time was it? It was like nine something, like close to 10 o'clock, right? Like nine something. And then, so at that time, I know at that time, like, um, I don't really have to wait, like uh, in terms of like the, like the little waiting list and the poker thing, you know, you have to go check in and like, they'll sign you up and they'll put you on the, on the computer list. And uh, usually like after 8.30, 9.30, like you might not have to really wait at all. And then I actually had to get on the list yesterday. I was like, oh, shit, it's like kind of late for because what happens is like I think people get out of, uh, off of work like three, five o'clock. Right. So like from five to eight, kind of like the gyms, they're like very popping. They're very busy from like five to eight p.m. So at that time, usually it's like all the tables are booked. It's like swarmed. And then by like nine o'clock, people start losing their money. So they start going home. And then so that's why uh, around nine thirty, ten o'clock, like you don't usually have to wait. You know, but yesterday I did have to wait. So that meant that it was popping. And then I noticed that people were drinking a lot. Like, like it was just like, I think it's like a summer thing. I don't know if it's like a summer buzz, a summer vibe, or if it was just the, like, it was just an extra poppy night yesterday. And then, uh, so it was interesting, like seeing, um, like that crowd in a sense, cause there's more, like, there's always the regulars, but then on Friday nights, it'll be a lot of people that you've never seen before. Right. And it's just interesting seeing them. Uh, like drink and they're just it was like they were getting pretty wild in terms of how they were playing cards like it was pretty wild pretty entertaining so yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, yeah so I, I was up fairly yeah I was, I was up fairly late and then um and then so I got up today and I was like all right let me get my shit together you know for you uh because we're recording this morning and then so I went to the gym I did like um I did like a little bit of like a uh, foam rolling and yoga stuff you know uh I've been kind of sick the last couple of days. I'm still recovering. And that's why I couldn't like really lift weights. And then uh, I guess because of like the coffee, like you get sore, you know? So yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm like trying to take out all this soreness that I have, like, like, like more than usual. So, yeah, but I feel a lot better now. I feel pretty good now. And yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was sick for a little bit, but I think it was just the, you know, spring. It was the allergies type of thing going on, you know, so feeling better as well. Hell yeah. Yeah, I had to buy some like Dayquil yesterday and I've been taking like different like Sudafed and all that shit. But uh, yeah, but uh, so uh, I had what I had asked you on the live uh, this last week. I was like, oh, I was like, let me know what's up. Like, I was like, I, I want to fucking record with you. And uh, I was thinking in my head, I was like, all right, well, like which day, you know, we're going to do either like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Right. Like I was guessing that in my mind already. And then I'll, and then you're like, oh, well, let me know. I got like more flexible time right now because like you're in you're in a transition of moving and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. I was like, fuck it. Let's just do it this weekend. Like kind of like the sooner the better or whatever. Right. And yeah. Uh, yeah so tell me uh, tell me a little bit about that, because uh, like I guess, you know, because like that's like a transition, you know, like a career transition and a, and a home transition. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just uh, one of those. Uh, points in life, you know, at a very uh, liminal space, you know, um, in between, um, you know, it, it's, it's exciting. It's, um, 
there's a lot of anxiety at the same time, but uh, it's it's cool. You know, it's it's not the first time I've done this. Yeah, from state to state, I've done that. Uh, went from California to Colorado, then from Colorado back to California, then from California back to Colorado. Oh, yeah. you've done that that many times. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, thought, yeah. I thought you just went from like San Diego to uh to Colorado once. Oh, okay. So 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 you've been doing stuff like Yeah, yeah. It's uh it was kind of one of those things. We we went to we left San Diego because we were just on hard times. And um then uh we went to Colorado. My my parents-in-law, they they really helped us get our feet on the ground. And then once we were established, we were like, Hey, let's try California again. Cause you know, that's, that's where both of us uh, grew up and uh, went back out there. Uh, it's too expensive. Um, it, it was a really, a really bad neighborhood that we were living in. It, it just wasn't worth it. And then, so um, we ended up going back to uh, Colorado, but Denver this time. And uh yeah, and we would we just um, chill, you know, chill there until now, you know, and then uh, was uh, it was kind of one of those things like Denver's like now like the third city, the third most expensive city to live in, and in, uh, in the U.S. So uh, we're really uh, starting to feel feel that uh, you know the raise in cost of living out here. So uh, we we just were looking at places for a while, thought about like the East Coast and stuff like that. And we were like kind of looking at like Virginia. But then uh, one day my lady, you know, she was just like, hey, Las Vegas has a lot of, you know, culinary work out there. She got friends out there. It's closer to my family they, that, you know, four hour drive from Cali, um, you know, and it, the cost of living is cheaper. So luckily, you know, I was able to, you know, score a job that paid more than I'm getting paid here. And, you know, the cost of living is cheaper out there. So it's a way to, oh, yeah. it's a way to, you know, establish ourselves in a place to where we could have a better chance to saving money for, you know, uh, like for uh, buying a house or, or, or something like that, something for the future. Uh, so it's, it's not really, um, I, I grew up in, in SoCal, so the, I, I'm used to the heat. But uh, um, yeah, I would, you know, that's one thing I'm for sure not looking forward to. But that's not like that's not a deal breaker for me. It is what it is. Um, so I, I, I'm yeah. a rainy, I'm a rainy guy. I like I like rain, but you don't get much oh. of that. Yeah, so um, that that that's a bit funny. But yeah, looking forward to it. The, yeah, they the, got air conditioning and shit, right? You know, and then so you'll be yeah. you, you can be inside when you're doing your thing. You know, they got that on lock. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's what I noticed. People are used. People stay inside a lot over there. So yeah, well, I, I don't know. I might go. I was kind of maybe planning on going to towards the end of the year, like in the latter half of the year. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'll let you know if I go over there. Maybe we'll get we'll, yeah, we'll get yeah, some yeah. food and like go to like a to like a buffet or something like that. You know what I mean? Bro, like, it, yeah. not, not even me. And there's there's so there's uh so much good food out there. Cool, yeah. Then you, yeah, let me know. We can go. We can go check something out and then uh, stuff our faces or whatever. Hell yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like, um, so I have a question. Like, when you um, 
when you know because like this takes planning because you have to like even just think about like making moves like that and then career wise and all that stuff so like uh did you do anything like magic wise to like prepare to like kind of help propel or to give you some like momentum in regards to like uh getting like opportunity and stuff like that yeah um when we first came up with the idea you know i did some divination regarding tarot um you know, uh, and uh, the cards gave me gave me a good reading. Uh, so that that was like that was a point right there. And then um, I I did a uh, my second evocation, my petition to the spirit involved my relocation and like the uh, and being able to like require a lease and employment and in good time uh and and on top of that i did a a working uh with uh with jupiter with the spirits of jupiter and and multiple jovial um uh jovial virtues with within the the ritual and i made like a a little uh what you would call in like who do like a mojo hand and, okay um, yeah and i i'm I not sure if i've even heard of that i i not uh, you said hand right like hand yeah but they they I, they call it a mojo hand but i i really don't know why um they call it that um but it's pretty much just like a um like a bag with some uh magical ma- magic material in it um, that that correspond with the goal in your and what oh, you intend to do. Okay, noted. Yeah, I, I think I've yeah, I think I've seen um, that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Hell yeah, dude. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I I did that um, about four days before I left out for two weeks to go like secure employment and secure lease, and I did it. Oh. A- for that and then i when i went out there the first day i got there i um found a little area out kind of out in the uh not in the middle of nowhere because it was right by main road but it was like a little hiking area it was during twilight and i did a little um you know offerings to the four directions and buried it you know offered some coins and some candy and you know, said a little, said a little incantation, and then I buried the the bag in uh, Las Vegas to kind of it was kind of like planting a seed type thing. Um, I feel this, dude. I feel this. Mm-hmm. I felt that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, and um, I think I think it, it worked well because this this whole time I went out there to Vegas was during Mercury retrograde, and you know, I, I for sure. There, there's for sure a few things um, that kind of were a little choppy, but I mean, I, I, I rented the Airbnb for two weeks, but only had to stay there for one week because within the first week I was able to secure employment and get a lease. So, um, you know, I, 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 you know, I feel like it worked very well, um, you know, and yeah, it, it was. I was. Uh, I was happy with the results that I got. Hell yeah! But um, in regards, like when you did the divination part in the earlier uh, 
in the earlier part of this. Um, like, uh, what kind of spread did you do for this? Is like, is it like a like? Do you is there like a favorite spread that you have, or like, uh, what's your take on that? Like, are are you into? Yeah, like, what's your take on spreads and stuff like that for tarot? Um, it usually depends. Sometimes I'll just I'll just um, pull a card. And I'll ask the question and then I'll just, I'll shuffle it uh, a shitload of times and then I'll pull a card because it really, um, it really kind of reduces the, um, the risk of me trying to pull something out of the cards that I want. So if I pull three, if I pull three cards, there's a good chance that I can extract um, a meaning out of the three cards that I, that I want, you know, um, but not, but not exactly the truth. Cause you know what I mean? Like you could take information and be, and then like, kind of like code it, sugarcoat it and it'd be like, Oh, well, this is what it means. Like, uh, you know, it's not really negative cards because this is here. So this is actually means a good thing and stuff like that. So, uh, sometimes I like just pulling one card because it's like real straightforward and there's no, mm. it's harder to sugarcoat it. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, so I've noticed instance, that too. I've noticed that too when I did for myself or at times, like, like almost like the more I did, the like, the worse it got, like, kind of like the less is more thing, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. If, if, if you're asking, like, how will this venture turn out? Will this venture be profitable for me? And you pull like, uh, um, you know, uh, three of swords, <laughs> you can't really argue, oh, you can't argue with that. It's going to be bad. It's not going to be great. Um, but if you, it's the, you know, three of swords with like the ace of wands, then you could be like, oh, well, you know, that means that there's kind of, kind of be bad, but then there's good with it, you know? So I, I like pulling, uh, one card, uh, for certain things, but like, if I'm doing like a really in-depth reading, um, I, I will usually go for a, um, it's like a, it, the Celtic cross is one of my favorites. And um, there's a, a certain spread from the Golden Dawn deck that I have. It, it's like a 15 card spread. Um, so it's, yeah. it's a lot of cards. So that's when I'm going more in depth and trying to learn more about the situation. And usually um, it's a little bit more introspective. You know what I mean? Uh, it it kind of gives me more insight into where I'm at emotionally and psychologically uh, rather than the one card where I'm just asking a question, is this going to be good or bad type thing? So uh, it depends on what I'm asking. Nice. Yeah. A lot more like uh, with it with detail to introspection you know that that's cool yeah 15 cards that's yeah. that's kind of a good that's kind of a lot for sure but i'm sure that it, it however it's spread i'm sure there's a nice design to it to help kind of funnel itself to or, or whatever to to make it yeah to relate yeah you know um you have cards like three cards here three cards here three, and then so in each of those spots like talk about like past what's coming up the tools you have to work with um, where you've been, you know what I mean? They have they're in different areas, and then when you, and when you get this whole picture and you contemplate the whole picture together, then you start to come up. Then you're able to divine like, all right, where am I going based on how I feel at this moment? Uh, what's happened to me uh, within these past days? 
uh, what tools do I have to work with and so forth. Um, so yeah, it, having a lot of cards is also um, helps with that and give you a lot of detail. But you know, it like I said, it depends on your question. You know. Yeah. Sick. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Freaking. Um. So I guess I'll, I'll tell you a little story that that kind of happened recently. So because I want to get like your take on it, you know. So um, I had told. I'm pretty sure I told you guys. Um. I know I told Joe, God, uh, but anyway, so we, we've been dealing with these, like, um, these scumbag tenants, right. That like, don't want to leave. And then we've been going to court and it, it, it got, it got super dirty. Right. And, um, yesterday was it or two days ago or yesterday, my niece was getting a tarot reading from someone. Right. And then on the side, she asked about, um, about this, about the situation with, with my tenant thing with the, with the, in court and all that stuff. And, um, and then she asked about the lady who was like dragging me under the bus and, and putting all this stuff on me. And, um, when she was tapping into her energy in regards to like finding out or feeling out her energy, uh, the candle like exploded. Oh and, yeah, yeah. 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 And then, so wow. the lady, and so the lady said the the reader told my niece that, uh, Oh, it's like uh, she's like I guess she's like protected or like in some kind of a way, or like she has some kind of protection on her because she because like when she tried to go into her shit the candle like exploded or something like that. So, well, what do you think about that? Like, what does that kind of like feel like to you? Um, like for instance, when things happen with candles. Yeah, like with the explosion thing, like 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 what do you think like? Like, what do you think that even means? Like, like, do you think she's like, like, she like has her packed with like some like strong demons or something like that that protect her or? or well, like, so who's who's the person that she's that she did the divination on or the working on? It, 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 does that person strike you as someone who who practices themselves? She looks. I mean, she's like retarded, you know, because uh, she's like a big lot. She's a big super compulsive liar, and then like pretty like evil and stuff like that and then uh and, but at the same time she's really dumb and then uh so because she's so dumb that's the only reason why i would be like oh like i'm a little bit unsure but at the same time she seems like that type she's like an old latin lady so like i'm sure they she probably has some like brujeria like like i'm sure you know like the, you know how they, they're kind of into like they they have like their culture in that like like they do whether it's kitchen stuff mm -hmm. or, or whatever. So, so she does kind of, she does kind of look like that. And then, and she'd be kind of like cockeyed sometimes where like, when I see this certain kind of cockeyed, I'd be like, I don't know. Like uh, it reminds me of like when, when, when people have a lot of uh, like parasitic entities uh, uh -huh. when their eyes get like that. Uh -huh. too. But, uh, yeah. It's just like with the whole thing exploding, I'm like, damn, like, what is that? Like, does that mean that just her energy is hella volatile or like, yeah, it's just mean, a trip. It can mean it can mean a lot of things because it, you know if the if the candle was if it's in like a uh, seven day candle or it was in a glass encasing, you know, um, it so like stuff like that, you you kind of gotta like um really contemplate like what okay what could have made it explode like. Cause there's, there's still practical reason for stuff like that happening. Like maybe the wick was too close to the uh, glass. Um, so when it was burning, it actually made it crack because the, uh, um, just the way that the candle was set. 
um, very practical things about it. So you got to go through those types of like, you know how like in ghost hunting shows, like remember ghost hunters that they would like kind of, you know, investigate the thing. It was like, oh, oh yeah, no, what you're hearing is like these leaky pipes or something like that, you know? So you yeah. kind of, you got to approach it like that first. And then um, if you have, if a lot of the, if there's no real like evidence for something like that practically happening, it just kind of happened out of nowhere. Um, then you could start thinking of it being something like um, yeah, spiritually manifested. So, you know, you could take it as that if that's if that's what the um, if that's what the worker believed, then, yeah, I mean, um, that's why I was asking, like, is this person do they practice themselves or, or something like that? Because um, if if you know that they themselves, you know, practice some type of craft then there's a good chance that they have some type of protection. But um it's it's really hard to tell, you know, uh, without knowing the details about the person, without being there myself, um, and witnessing it myself. I can't really, you know, put a finger on exactly what yeah. it could have meant, you know, other than yeah. you know, taking the word yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she looks like the type in a sense. Uh, well, for sure, but uh, it's just that, like, but she's also like a complete idiot. So that's how I'm like, uh. but and so what's interesting about how you said, um. Like if the wick, you know, happens to be like, what if like the wick was off and then it just started burning the glass and then that's how it happened, right? What's yeah. funny is that that same day, because this was about 24 hours ago or slightly over 24 hours ago when this happened, right? When we got the information on that, right? That same day, we have this candle in a certain part of the house that uh, it's in a spot that represents what we had started a while ago. For a while ago, we had bought those seven-day candles, right? Or was it nine or seven? But we had got these from Mexico, and they were to help out our situation. And it kind of did. It, it like, jump-started stuff. Like, when we first did it, that first 24 hours, it started jump-starting the process of what we've been going through. But anyway, so obviously that was like a long time ago. So now what we do is we'll get those uh, those dollar store, you know, like the like those dollar store candles and we'll stick it in that spot to kind of like still represent that thing that we had been starting a while ago. And yesterday, I mean, well, not yesterday, but like around 24 hours ago, um, that candle, it was fine just like a couple hours before. And then when I'd seen it again. It the thing was all the way to the side and it was starting to burn the glass. And I was like, oh my God, we're gonna have to turn this off because it's gonna break, it's gonna make a mess, it's an exploder, or, or you know. And mm -hmm. uh and, and I was like, and then so this and this, so I'm realizing that this was all at the same time. That our candle went like that at the same time that that lady said that her supposedly exploded, you know, even though I wasn't there, but that was the what what my niece had had said. And uh yeah, yeah. that's interesting that uh yeah, because normally though that doesn't really happen you know like that's pretty rare like when we've had to do that like maybe one other time we've had to do that in, in all this time but so it's mm -hmm. on the rare side but uh yeah i don't know i i mean i guess it could i mean sheesh you know uh it's just interesting that it happened like like at literally the same time uh I know. yeah, yeah and then, i you know um if if they have if like the best way to know if like if you're doing work on someone and they have magically protected themselves, then it there's a good chance that more than just them deflecting it, it, it could bounce back to you. So that's the only that's the only thing that I would like really uh, watch out for um, if it is something magical. But other than that, like 
it, it's good to remember that, you know, there, there's still practical things that happen. You know, when I, when I, when I did a working and I had like one candle totally burn the fuck out while the other candle on the other side was completely fine. Um, I usually don't like to be like, Oh, that means that this is happening or this is happening. I usually kind of go for it. It's like, Oh, well, you know, um, it was probably just a candle or something, or there was probably something very like mundane. Um, but sometimes, you know, there's this, there's just these occasions where you're like, that is very strange. So you, you just, something just, your intuition tells you that it's like it was more than just something mundane. It, it was something actually like, you know, spiritual happening. So yeah. um, it, it, it's up to the people within this, within the situation to kind of discern, um, you know, the practical from the spiritual, you know? Yeah. 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 There's a lot of things to take, in, to take into account, like what's happening at the time. Cause what was also happening at the time literally was this was right at the time where we had restruck another deal. And so it was like literally getting sent out like in the mail. So it was in that, like a, like in that processing. So this, so like a bunch of stuff was happening like all at that time about 24 hours ago or so. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, fucking some shit. Right. Yeah. I'll keep you posted with that, but yeah, but you know, in terms of practicality, you know, freaking I had to slap a freaking restraining order on that bitch because uh, she was trying to do all this. Oh, my God. I, I can only tell you the shit that she was already trying to do to me. It was so, so crazy. So crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> I got that. I got that heifer on lockdown for a year. You know what I mean? That I can always uh, when they when the thing runs out, I can just kind of reissue it and all that stuff. And You know what I mean? Yeah, I've been getting I've been getting magical help from different people. You know what I mean? Some people you might even know, and um, and from other people across the country, I've been getting some uh, different types of help and stuff like that. And, it, and it's it's a trip how it's been how that shit works, like or how it it helps ignite stuff. It helps it helps to uh, get uh, shit hitting the fan, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like some things that have been dormant and hard to like budge, it like starts to like <clears throat> like unbudge them. So yeah. I, I've been noticing that. So that's it's pretty interesting and cool, you know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um uh what I I was talking to Joe, uh I had Joe on last week, uh the mystical rebel, and I think we had briefly talked about the LBRP, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. um I've been starting to look into it and uh uh a little bit and uh yeah, like what what um uh, do, is this something that you do? Like, uh, do you do you do the LBRP currently, or uh, do you do you like to do it and stuff like that? What's your What's your uh, take on that? Um, when I when I did it, uh, it was it was because I, it was just part of the system I was practicing when I was practicing the uh, Golden Dawn tradition. Um, I I don't practice it anymore because it doesn't really reflect the same type of cosmology that I ascribe to with the more, you know, the grimoire tradition, uh, just because the, <clears throat> the metaphysics just uh, don't exactly align. Uh, the LBRP has a lot to do with clearing your field of sensation um, or, your, or pretty much your aura. So it has a lot to do with um, that. That's why. So you have the LBRP and then you have the, and, we, we, you, we would call it the LeBurp and the LERP. So the LeBurp, uh, Lesser Banishing Ritual of the Pentagram, and the LERP is Lesser Invocation Ritual of the Pentagram. And so 
is basically you are you are clearing your field of sensation or your aura of any type of like uh, attachments, negative attachments that you have throughout the day, you know, um, had a bad day maybe, and this kind of helps you like clear it and anything that has attached itself to you. So it's very um, uh, kind of uh, ener ener energetically focused. Uh, and then the LERP, the invocation is you bring light into your aura into, into your uh, uh, field of sensation. So it's like you clear out the bad and bring in the good. Mm. So that's why you do the LERP before the LERP. And um, so th this had a lot to, this has a lot to do with the way that uh, the Golden Dawn perceived magic and the way it worked. Uh, there was a lot, this was during a time, uh, uh, this was during the Victorian ages so like psychology was big um they were really into eastern uh eastern like magical religions so it had a lot to do with like you know chakras and and your and your etheric body and, and astral body and so forth and teachings from Eliphas Levy so uh it had a lot to do with a like there's a lot of metaphysical components uh to the golden dawn so that's that's what you see within like a lot of their rituals, especially the LBRP. Um, but when when I went to uh, Solomonic Magic and I started practicing more from the Grimoires, you really don't. There's really nothing about um, your 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 orc field. There's nothing about you know energy and stuff like that. It, it's it's very like old school shamanic, as in everything is done through the agency of spirits. Um, all of your tools correspond to some type of particular virtue of a planet or the spirit. Um, and so it's very much based around that. So mm -hmm. when, so when we went like, so for the golden dawn, they do the labor, the, the ban the lesser banishing, but like in Solomonic magic, you, you do your, your asperge use with your aspergillum with uh, blessed water and you uh, suffumigate the the temple with your incense, and that usually kind of, you know, um, blesses the place and so forth. Is very, you know, within the scope of like a Catholic mass. Yeah. Um, so it, it there is not really energy based, you know. Not to say that there's not like, um, com like energetic components within ritual itself naturally. Um, but it's, it's not one of those things like, oh, I need to clear my aura. You don't, you don't have that in, um, in grimoire magic. It's very like kind of new age, uh, you know, um, uh, 19th century and on type of thinking when it comes to magic. So that's why I don't practice it anymore because it just doesn't mesh with, um, with what I do now. Uh, so I don't have anything against it. It's just, it's just kind of like, it's kind of like, um, you know, if you're, if you're a really fine dining restaurant, there's a good chance you're not going to be serving quesadillas and pizzas or burgers, you know, not saying you can't, there are some, you know, fine dining places that do have a burger, but, um, it usually you're not going to see your, a pub, pub food in a fine dining place. Cause it's just not this, it doesn't, you know. It's not the same type of, uh, um, you know, I, I can't think of the word. It's not the same style. 
you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I guess how I, like, what I just thought about right now was, like, um, imagine, like, like, a, like dancing, right? Like, like, two different types of dance styles that are kind of similar. Like, like, for example, like, uh, when I would go to, like, these events, right? Like, I mean, I still go to them, but back when I was uh, younger going to these dancing events, um, the poppers, like, they would call them the poppers, right, who do, like, a popping style or boogaloo style, right? Like, um, uh, that illusion robot dance. They would have those guys, but then they would also have the breakers who are in breaking crew, the break dancers. And then obviously the break dancers are on the floor. They do all the ground moves. Like, yeah, they do up rock in the beginning, but then after that, they're going to be on the ground spinning around like a helicopter and all these crazy super uh, strength kind of moves. Right. And then uh, with like the style that, that I was into, like the, like the popping in the boogaloo, uh, like you don't really like some yeah people do have ground moves but you're not really thinking about like the ground per se like that's just something that doesn't even come into your head like you're not really going to be on the ground like that yeah and that, yeah so it's like uh i guess kind of like that like it's like in the in the tradition that you're uh in right now more so like you just don't even think about it like that like it's not really a thing like that much yeah yeah not, like i said it's not like like um you know, energetic dynamics and, and things like that don't exist within um, ritual itself because it does, but it's not really a focus, you know, like, like meditation, you're not really going to have a lot of, you're not going to see meditation really um, prescribed in the grimoires. Uh, usually this form of trance comes from like, a, like um, praying a whole lot of, you know, a shitload of praying. Um, and, and like the fasting and so forth, that, that is usually where you get your trance from, or you get this state of being receptive. Um, so that's why you don't see a lot of meditation, but you could still incorporate meditation in like traditional grimoire work. And it still helps a lot. Um, it's, it's for sure, uh, a tool to use, but it's just one of those things where it's like, they don't, it doesn't, they don't talk about it. The grimoires don't talk about that because this is Western this is a Western tradition and meditation was very much more of a, um, uh, Eastern, uh, thing. So, uh, you just don't, you just don't see that. So that's why I really don't, uh, incorporate much lodge magic into my, uh, my grimoire practice. Um, you know, there, there, there's a few things that kind of, uh, resemble, resemble what I learned, uh, work in the golden dawn system but most most of it is pretty um true to how um to to the tradition that i work yeah and then you were saying that it's like much uh like much older like the like the stuff like the ceremonial stuff with like the lbrp that was you said after like the 19th century right is that it's like, it's uh, like labor. yeah so that was that that was in the um so yeah 19th so like in the 1800s so Golden Dawn came out. Uh, they they um, they formed their lodge officially. Uh, it was like 1888, I believe, and mm -hmm. uh, and into the early 1900s. I think they disbanded like 1908, 1910, something around there. Um, you're gonna have to reference that. Um, don't don't quote me on that, but um, yeah, it, that was they were really trying to incorporate different techniques from different um cultures around the world to you know make a a universal system you know that was kind of one that, that was kind of thing um you know uh different pantheons that you had 
different grades had different um like you had egyptian and coptic and greco-egyptian and christian uh pantheons and and um you know teachings in there and 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 different types of mysticism you know the the middle pillar is very much something that kind of um resembles like the chakras and so forth so you know they 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 were doing their best to make like a, a like a single system that was able to you know incorporate pretty much everything from around the world because that's they kind of saw everything coming from the same source so um that that's what you know that was kind of the rhetoric that they uh, played along with uh and yeah it's it's um the grimoires are for sure much more of a um you know have much more of a, a shamanic uh note to them at and everything is like is you're not going to find like energy this meditation that visualization this it, it's all straight like uh working uh, it's all spirit work pretty much and, and and working with the planets of course but um you know golden dawn uh, like mcgregor mathers he he for sure modeled a lot of um a lot of the teaching or like a lot of the practical work um on like old school grimoire magic because he wasn't he wasn't he knew what he was doing. You know, he, he knew about the grimoires. He translated the, uh, you know, the, the Kia Solomon that, that we know today, it was his translation, the Lemmageddon that we know today, his translations. Um, so, or his compilation. So, um, you know, it, he knew what he was doing. He knew about the grimoires. He wasn't totally dumb, dumb to it. Uh, but it was his way of trying to modernize, you know, magic. Um, so yeah. it was more acceptable to the more, uh, you know, scientific age that um, the Golden Dawn existed within. Yeah, like trying to try to tie it in together or whatever like that. Oh yeah, right on. It's a very good exp explanation for that. Um, I guess if I could backtrack real quick, um, I have a question with the LBRP because uh, I was reading, I was kind of uh, reading a little bit of stuff from Donald Michael Craig, uh, Modern Magic. And then uh, I had even, I was reading recently uh, another book. I can't remember the title, but uh, in regards to the LBRP, um, when they were explaining the beginning part of like the pentagram, you know, uh, uh, one of them called it the pentagram. I think that was with, with Craig. And then the other one, they I think they said the, the Kabbalistic cross. Uh, is that what's yeah. the what's the difference? I'm, is that the same thing or? or no, the Kabbalistic cross is it's the Kabbalistic cross is like your you do it before and after pretty much everything. So it's like um, like you begin everything with the Kabbalistic cross. You know, Ata Malkud Vegedura 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 Leolam Amen. It's pretty much like a shorter form of the Lord's Prayer. Um, like, so, um, man, I forget the translation of it. Um, I just, I just said this one, uh, like last week on a, on my thing, uh, God, it's the, but it's about the glory, uh, but it's like a, it's like that prayer. Yeah. It's like the Lord's prayer. Uh, yeah. 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 He's forever powerful and merciful forever. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yes. I, I forget the actual translation. I have it written down in one of my notebooks that's probably packed away. Um, it's been so long since I've done it, but yeah, Atal 
uh, Malkut, Vege Bora, Vege Dula, Leolam, Ahmed. And so you do it before the before the LBRP. And, it, and it's just a way oh. of doing it. Yeah, and it's, it, you, you do it before everything and after everything, pretty much. So, like, uh, with you, you, you begin with the Kabbalistic Cross, you do your LBRP, and after the LBRP, you do the Kabbalistic Cross again. And then you go into, uh, say, the opening of your temple, and then you, uh, before you do your lesser invocation, then you do your Kabbalistic Cross again. You do your lesser invocation ritual pentagram, then you do the Kabbalistic Cross again after that. It's, it's always... It's like the beginning of every rite and then the ending of every rite. It's like the and, it's like the wasabi for sushi. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm sorry, I just had to. I'm sorry. I think yeah. I want sushi. I've been wanting sushi. I'm sorry. I've been wanting that for like the last week, and then I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, um, yeah. Oh, hey, oh, thanks for the clarification because I was confused because, uh, like I said, I was talking about this on my thing on my show uh, this last week and. Uh, and then, so I had confused. I thought that I thought that the Kabbalistic cross was the beginning of the LBRP, but the LBRP is actually that's the part with like the four pentagrams. Then, right? That's like the that's that's that part, right? Yeah. So you do your banishing pentagrams. You start at your uh, you start at your left hip up here. Boom, boom, boom. Back down to your left hip. Then you do the sign of the enter. Um, you know, it, depending on what quarter you're at. So if you're east, it's yo, hey, vav, hey, and then you stick the sword or your finger into the uh, middle of the pentagram and you do your uh, the sign of um, silence and um, uh, or a sign of like Hippocrates, you know, you, the finger up to the lips and then you uh, trace to the next quarter over to you'd be going from east to south. And then you do your pentagram again, boom, sign of enter into the pentagram, vibrate the name, Adonai, boom, sword or fingers into the pentagram with the uh, sign of Hippocrates uh, again to your lips and go to the uh, west, then pentagram, boom, divine name, Aheye, again, and go all the way to the north, pentagram, Set of enter, agla, boom, and then uh, over to, then you finish over back at the east. You return, you always go, you always go circumambulate uh, clockwise until at the very end is when you start to wind down and go counterclockwise because you're closing it. Okay. Um, that's at the very end of the ritual. This, this is all like Golden Dawn stuff. And then so you uh, go back to your uh, double cube to the center uh, where you uh, first did your Kabbalistic cross and you began the, um, the ritual. And then that's when you do uh, your, um, you know, uh, to the east, uh, Raphael, you know, to the west, um, uh, Gabriel, to the south, Mikael, to the north, Uriel, and before me, flamed, uh, uh, before me, flamed the pentagrams and behind me shine the six ray star. And then you do your Kabbalist cross to close it. And all the, this whole time, you're you're like visualizing the the pentagrams in front of you. You visualize the archangels with their colors. Like uh, Mikael is 
is um, red and green. And I always pictured him in like a desert landscape because it was hot and fire. I always pictured Gabrielle in the um, orange and blue with um, it, like, like standing on top of like a, a uh, um, uh, like a ocean in water with um, with like a setting sun behind him because the sun in like sets it you know rises in the east sets in the west type thing, and um, and then over in the north I see Oriel. I oh I would always picture Oriel in like a very gloomy landscape with like a tree. Be, uh, be behind him because it was earth uh, the element of earth and so it like and then like Raphael I had always picture Raphael like with his his violet and yellow clothing with uh, like in the air and wisps of wind following uh, like going around him and I would and you you would also want to feel things like so for instance with Raphael you'd feel wind you know what I mean? You would feel like like a hot, moist wind because that's like it's it's hot and moist, and then like it's hot and dry with Mikhail, so it's the desert, and then it's cool and moist with Gabriel because of water, and then it's cool and dry with with Earth, and so you'd feel like the soil. You'd feel your feet going into the soil. You feel the wood of the tree with um with Uriel and this is all as you're like standing in the middle and kind of meditating contemplating and visualizing this um and so that's you know that's just a huge part of you know lodge magic is all this visualization and and this meditation and incorporating this into your psyche because um all this stuff that you are learning all these correspondences that you're learning you know, they get integrated into your psyche. So like when you have, when you have dreams and when you're uh, learning, when you're going through your lessons and uh, like your mystical lessons and knowledge lectures, things just start to click because you have all of these correspondences integrated into your psyche in your subconscious. Um, mm. So you're able to connect dots because of what you learned uh, within your knowledge lectures um, concerning like um, correspondences and so forth and associations. <laughs> But um, yeah, it, it, you do that throughout. That's pretty much the uh, LBRP. Um, you know, might have messed, messed a few things up there, but yeah, that's pretty much what oh, it is in the box. Freaking awesome! Thank you for that. I really enjoyed that. I really, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be having to rewind that. <laughs> that was freaking <laughs> awesome. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. Oh, I have a, um, before I forget about that. Um, about the LBRP um, in regards to like, uh, you know how you were doing the, like the different, uh, like the different uh, areas of pointing you like when you make the pentagram and all that. Uh, uh, I, I know you could do it with your finger, but you could also do it with a dagger, right? Yeah, you can do it with a dagger. You could do it with a, um, I used to use my double wand of power. And so it was like a, um, it was like a wand that the neophyte could make where one end is black for banishing and then the other end is white for uh, invoking. And um, you depend like, so you hold the blackout, uh, black end out for your banishing pentagrams and then the white end out for your invoking. So uh, I, I used to use that, but yeah, you could use a dagger. Um, you, you could use your finger. Um, I, I, I kind of like when, when we did it in the temple, we had a sword that they would use for it. So oh, you can use cool. the sword. Um, 
but for instance, like um, I liked using like my finger for some reason. It, I, I just like using my finger rather than the, the wand. There was this something about it that it just resonated more with me and it, it felt much more emotionally attached. Oh, okay. For sure. Yeah. Well, you know, our hands have so much freaking energy, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, where, where would you recommend, yeah. uh, where would you recommend uh, getting daggers? Like, where do you, where do you, uh, where do you get your dagger? Like, where would you get a dagger? Like, is this something like you get, from um, Amazon or you gotta like, do you gotta have a guy? No, I would go to Etsy. You know, you you got your metaphysical shops. You could go. You uh, you know, um, you could buy one from there. You could figure out who makes their daggers and who they get them from, and then try to contact them. Uh, you go into Etsy and put in like like Hathame or like magical daggers, and you'll come across some stuff. Mine, it was like I wanted one that was like pretty much mostly iron. Uh, mm -hmm because of the nature of the dagger. So it, it looks like a railroad spike that was made into a dagger, which railroad mm -hmm. spikes are of course, you know, very much used in, in baneful workings. Um, yeah. and, and not just that, uh, a lot of different workings, but um, yeah, you, you just kind of, you can get it from wherever you just, it, as long as you just consecrate it, as long as it's a virgin dagger, it hasn't used been, don't use your kitchen knife or anything like that right. by, Buy a dagger specifically for it, something that resonates with you, something you see that's like, oh, yeah, this is really cool. And um, you could buy it and you just consecrate it um, in the way you consecrate it. You could you could look in the key of Solomon for a consecration of the dagger, which is a little bit more in depth. Uh, or you could just um, subfumigate it, you know, like, uh, for instance, being a, a dagger, you would think it's going either – it could be for like, um, depending on what you're using it for, the nature of it. Um, so if it's for uh, like, what about I, for like the LBRP? The LBRP, you could probably just like you you could just fumigate it in. Like I would sprinkle it with some type of like blessed water, water that you do like you exercise with a particular like psalm or some type of biblical verse or like some type of incantation, something just to make it special. You know, it, it, that's really what it's about. It, it's just like a, a special right for something to consecrate it. it. You could go about it a lot of different ways. You don't have to go about it a Solomonic way. You don't have to go about it a like hoodoo way there's a lot of different different ways to go about it just as long as it's a special type of ceremony that you put some heart into and when you consecrate it you you suffumigate it with the incense smoke you sprinkle it with the blessed water you say these incantations over it now that dagger has become something special now thinking about like hey what if i was to cut this uh, steak with this dagger automatically you would feel like a pit in your stomach because you're like no this is like a holy you know um, this is a holy dagger right here this is a very special dagger you know just from doing that consecration ritual it has now become something uh, that is part of something sacred so you can't even you don't even want to think about doing something mundane with it you know what I mean um, and so that's what you're trying to do with, with the consecration ritual. So you could go about it a lot of different ways. You just got to give it a special right, make sure that it's a special dagger after that, keep it wrapped up until you use it, treat it, treat it very much 
with, with respect and so forth. And um, yeah, you, you know, it doesn't matter where you get it from. Just, you know, buy something that resonates with you, looks magical, uh, bless it, consecrate it. And then, yeah, there you go. Awesome, dude. Very, very awesome. Good shit. Um, yeah, what, what was I going to say? Um, geez, what the hell? I just had it on the tip of my thing. But um, yeah, for the, um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll freaking ask another question. But um, for the... For the Kabbalistic cross, you know how uh, like uh, like Malkut is like the second one, like right, like is that's that one, right? Where uh... so I so there, there's a visualization that like that you get. So you the the Kabbalistic cross, you begin with a visual visualization of you being in your temple, and then you grow. So you visualize yourself growing up into space, your feet still planted on earth. And, uh-huh. then, you, and then you visualize yourself like kind of out in space and like uh, planets orbiting around you or like stars around you. But you're so grand, but you see like the, the sphere of the earth down below you with your feet on there still. And then so when you say Ata, you, um, you visualize like, a bright white light coming from um, coming from Keter down to your your crown pretty much and like kind of right above your head and so you picture this light going there and then the light goes down and you 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 get this visualization through learning the middle pillar and then it goes down lights up lights up particular colors lights up particular colors goes down to your like navel area and down below like depends on what system you're doing because Malkut could be down at your feet or like right around uh your navel area but um i i would always because I, I would do Malkut down here towards my navel area but i would see light go down to my feet down to the sphere of earth and light up and then when i go to vege Bura, i see a shaft of light that that is red go out into the universe like into infinity and i go vague doula i see blue because it's chesed is mercy and then it, it goes out shoots out that way into the universe and then i do my leolam amen so i have this huge cross of light um that that resonates through me coming from from the source you know what i mean and then leolam amen and then i just picture like you know, this, this orb of light once I do this and just kind of just like, like some like Dragon Ball Z stuff, you know what I mean? Um, And then uh, uh, that is the Kabbalistic cross right there. Oh, Um, okay. So, yeah. That's the same one where the, that's the same one that we were saying, like, is like the same thing as like the Lord prayer. It's like the same kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah, like that—that's that one, right? And then so, like, when you're going through like each side or whatever, like that, and like how you said it, you see blue, you do blue on this side, and then over here, you don't have to. You don't have to. It's just because it's just because you automatically when you learn your correspondences, you see Vega Bora. It's Mars, the planet that the sphere of Mars. So you see red, and then uh, the color of Jupiter is blue, and Chesed or uh, Gadula, uh, Mercy is the sphere of jupiter so it's blue um so that's why i would see those different colors uh but it could just be straight white light too it's really it it doesn't really matter it's just kind of one of those things that like 
it becomes a personal thing uh, as as you do it and you start to learn more and more about it. Okay, so it's not necessarily SOP, uh, standard operating procedures. No, 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 not at all. Like some people, when they do the pentagrams, they uh, they visualize the pentagrams as like bright white light. Um, so, but there's uh, in Donald Michael Craig, I think he talks about them being like electric blue um, because they said like when clairvoyant people would do it they see the uh the actual light of the pentagrams as like an electron blue um so um they say to visualize that as well but you you know it you don't it could be white it could be electric blue um you know it it comes down to how, how you feel to do it like um when i would do the purification and consecration um back when I was doing Golden Dawn, you would do the, when you'd purify, you, uh, you would go to the quarters and you'd do the um, water triangle. And I'd always picture the water triangle as blue. And then when I did went around with, did the fire triangle, when I consecrated with fire, I do the fire triangle uh, in red. And then so this yeah. actually uh, created the um, hexagram that you would see on the banner of the east which was uh, right by the Hierophant station. Uh, and it's a very, um, it's a very important uh, symbol within the uh, Golden Dawn. You've seen it before. It's the hexagram where the fire triangle is red and then the blue triangle is, it, it, there's a blue water triangle and they make the hexagram. Um, yeah. So yeah, you, you don't have to do that, but it was just something as, as you do it, you, you come up with these personal flavors to it because it just kind of, it's one of those things like, the, you know, the, the, the forces are talking to you, you know, the force, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the spirits are talking to you like, this is, you know, do it like this or do it like that. And you just kind of listen to intuition. This should be red. This should be blue. This should, I should visualize this, even though it doesn't say it, but it's just kind of one of those things that you just, you listen to your intuition because of what you've learned. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a part of the magic for sure too. That's a big part of that for sure. Yeah. Right on. Very, very cool, man. Oh, good shit. This is very good. Um, so um, in terms of like, uh, it, so so uh, with this topic still, with like the names, is that SOP? Is that standard? Like, or could you just like, uh, like, do you have to say it out loud? Is that like a, is that like a must do uh, when, when you do the Kabbalistic cross? <laughs> um, so according to, um, golden dawn logic you want to say you want to vibrate the name so you could feel it like within your like in front of your nose and your upper lip kind of like in this area so okay. some, oh, yeah. people, some people will say like say yo hey vafe they'll like say yo hey vafe or something like you would hear like a, a priest in a catholic mass saying but it's supposed to be vibrated so like you want to feel it from your diaphragm but you don't want to ruin your voice so let me see if i can do it you intone it it's and so this this intoning and this vibration is supposed to there there's a uh, like there's a metaphysics to it like it reacts with the your the cellular structure within your body and and you, you hear reverberation, you know, sound is vibration, everything's vibration, everything's vibrating, you know, and it's kind of like, 
it, it's this whole resonance thing. Um, and so there, there's a, uh, there's a lot of, uh, uh, metaphysical, um, purposes behind the vibration that is too much for me to go into, um, too much for me to even remember from when I learned it, you know? Yeah. And, um, so yeah, you, you want to say it to where you could feel it, but there are some people where, you know, you, you live with other people, so you want to make it, you're trying to be quiet. So you could, just as long as you like, feel like, kind of like that throat singing that you hear like Gregorian chants and stuff yeah um, uh, but then like there is you you experiment with it you experiment with it to where you could feel it you just want to feel the vibration you yes. know and, and I do know what you mean here by this part because it, it can almost feel tickly sometimes like when you start doing doing it here like, yeah, yeah yeah and that so when you feel it right there that means you're hit that's that sweet spot that's the sweet yeah. spot. That's where you can feel yeah. it. And um, and when it comes to the names, there. See, this is the thing. Like a lot of people have such religious trauma. When they get into deeper into magic, there's so much like, you know, uh, Abrahamic, you know, um, aspects in it. They're like, oh, I don't want to say these god names because I'm traumatized by Christianity. Which it's okay to be traumatized by Christianity, but if you're gonna go deeper, Jesus than loves that, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you gotta you gotta remember that it's like you're gonna have to reconcile with that. You're gonna have to remember it. It's like, hey, these people that like that traumatized me with Christianity, they are totally misrepresenting it. You know? Um, and so just just because like if I was to listen to these fundamentalist Christians and think like, oh, that's what Christianity is, that's like going to Taco Bell and be like, yeah, this is Mexican food. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's a total misrepresentation. So it takes a little bit of discernment to be like, yeah, you know, it, this, it, it just has a bad rep because of the people, because the dumb people that don't know how to, you know, critically think. So they ruined Christianity for everyone else. The established church ruined it for everyone else. Um, not being able to read the Bible for what it is and, and look into it through a historical context. Um, it, it ruined it for everyone else. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of weird shit that you're going to find in the Bible. You're like, what the fuck? Like, you know, this does not seem cool at all, but at the same time, you got to remember, Oh yeah, this is the Bible is a compilation of different writers, different scribes who put stuff together, d different historical contexts. You know what I mean? You kind of got to look beyond that and kind of look at the structure of it and, or more so look at the like actual, like, the the point of 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 what it is you know same the same thing that you're going to find in a lot of different religions you know um so when it comes to those divine names and like people just don't want to do them because they had uh religious trauma well i had religious trauma too when i got into the golden dawn i i wasn't expecting to be into the abrahamic uh um aspect as much as i was uh then i before i knew it i was like i i loved it and then i really accepted christianity not i'm not a christian but i really started to accept it enough to to look into it more and use it use it for the tool that it could be used for you know what i mean it becomes a tool within your magical practice and um so these names that we use that we would use in the uh, uh like the yo hey Bob, hey, at the quarter at the quarters um they carry with them like a, a certain current that is very powerful. It's not going, uh, there's very few pantheons that hold the same type of power. 
um, because because Christianity is so big, you know what I mean? Um, but there there's like you, you could try and put your own different God names at the quarters. Um, that is that is someone's that is their prerogative. You know what I mean? That is their choice. But um, if you are, in my opinion, when you approach a system, you approach a system on its own terms before you modify anything. So um, before I would modify the names, I would use those names, which the system, uh, you know, prescribes to you just to show respect to the system, um, you know, because they obviously knew what they were doing because it, it, the system works. So um, it, I, I would I would use those names before you modify anything. But, you know, it, it's possible to modify some stuff. You, you, there, there are books that, you know, give you different names to use um, from, you know, different pantheons, Egyptian, the Greek and so forth. Yeah. OK. Yeah. I, I guess I was asking, like, it just if you could do it silently, like with. But the thing is, but after you explained the whole part about how we were talking about, like the vibration and all that, and then I, I could just feel that. It makes so much sense to help get you out there. You know what I mean? And then, uh, yeah. but, but, but modifying, I guess, but, but, uh, I mean, I guess I kind of, uh, I definitely, uh, resonate with your take though, in terms of like, if you are going to approach a system that you want to abide, like kind of like go by its structure, because, uh, I was even, uh, reading recently that, uh, God, I, I forgot how they worded it, but, uh, bottom line, uh, there's like, just say, take like an egregore, for example, how like the more like, like, uh, like the more bigger one is, like the more people are on it, the, the stronger it is, right? So probably similar to like why when you go to an old school format like that, that uh, and so many practitioners have been doing that one. And then so yeah. that's, it's going to be heck of stronger because it's been, it's been, you know, time, like kind of like uh, tested through time and it stood the the whole thing of time and then, and then the, and then the amount of people. So then that holds up, like that gives it like the current like uh like the power and stuff like that exactly yeah exactly mm -hmm. yeah oh for sure so oh i remember what i was gonna freaking uh say when you were talking about the dagger because i started hitting that damn vape pen and beep, 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 beep. so anyway so um you were you were saying that it's kind of like you know treat it with like a, like very sacred thing and like and like you pull it out just for that so like have it just for whatever that's going to be for right yeah. and then uh what it what it what i wanted to say uh, it reminded me of uh, when I was reading it in Craig's uh, book in regards to clothing. And then, because, uh, you know, he would talk about like the robe, like the towel robe and stuff like that. And, uh, but then he also was kind of being flexible and giving the option of like, well, if you don't have something like that, maybe you could just pick like an outfit that you would like want to use just for that. And then uh, for your for your working and then uh, like, you know, wash it and all that. But then just have it just for that. Like, yeah. Uh, so it's kind yeah. of like the same, like these are the same principles. Like this is what I'm learning now too, is that you want to have the stuff just for that and then only pull it out when you're doing that. And after that, put it away. Yes. Yes. Okay. It, it makes it, it, it adds to the sanctity of it. You know, it's sacred. You, if you have a particular outfit picked out for it, like all black pants, all black shirt, um, then you want to use it just for that because that is becomes, that, that kind of adds to the, you know, the, the, myst the mysticism of those clothes, you know what I mean? So like, um, 
you you know how like family heirlooms uh they're just objects but they've been around for so long that they have this particular aura to them you know what i right. mean right, uh, right 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 yeah and yeah. so it's the same thing with your magical implements it, like um there there's some like i have huge like big boxes of cds that were uh that i've had forever and it's so hard to throw them away because because they've come like a part of me and they're so nostalgic and that's yeah. how you want your magical implements to be through consecration that they become like a part of you they become become a part of something so sacred that you you can't even think of using it for anything else because they're so important and um i think that's a good analogy to use is like it's just like a family heirloom or or you know the this stuffed animal that you've had as since a child, it's just an object, but there, it has this like pull to it. It has this, uh, this, this aura to it and, uh, this current to it that is so strong that you don't even want to throw it away because it means so much, you know, and yeah. that's what you're trying to build with the clothes, the, the special clothes, the special tools and so forth. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's some good. Yeah. It, it, uh, it reminds me of, uh, I'm getting flashbacks of like my grandma's house, right. Uh, in the mm -hmm. city, you know, uh, she, like they would have the, the kitchen where, you know, people would eat and then there would be the dining room where people didn't really go. You know what I mean? Like maybe the kids would kind of mess around like this, but like the adults wouldn't be in there that much and people wouldn't really eat in there. Right. And then yeah. what they would have in there, they would have these old, I don't know what it was, like, because I was little, but it was, like, old antique things. But you could tell they were super old and, like, family, like, family derived. And then you could tell that, like, you did not want to break that stuff. Like, you didn't want to, like, like, like it was something. Like, whatever it was, it had, like, how you said, like, it's already had its pull. And so, it, like, yeah. So, that's a thing, dude, you know? Like, uh, yeah. 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 See, even as a kid, even as a kid, you don't have to know anything about magic, but you just know you see something and it just automatically tells you, like, don't mess with me. I'm special. You know? Yeah. You know, the energy speaks for itself. You know, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Man, freaking dude. I want to I want to thank you for coming on, dude. Uh, very good. Very good catching up. Uh, we got to be hitting this uh, while while you have some flexible time. Shit, freaking let me know. And I'll be, we'll, we'll be glad to mess around. And we'll even bring Joe on to uh, to get us, you know, doing a powwow and all that stuff. But yeah, it's freaking. Uh, yeah. 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 Right on, dude. Freaking. Uh, uh, before we go. Let the people know where they can find you because freaking you have awesome freaking uh, you have awesome page with where freaking you show off a lot of your freaking cool cool magical stuff and then so yeah it's very intriguing and, and it is and it gets people thinking so uh and then uh yeah so let people know where they could find you dude uh Instagram TikTok uh man uh, Instagram uh, man underscore of underscore Madim. Um, M A D I M and uh, TikTok is man of Madim as well. Um, just, you know, come check out my stuff. Um, hit me up. If you have any questions, try to help you find an answer. If I can't find the answer, we could, we could help find it together. Um, you know, learn together. So yeah, just go ahead and uh, find me on those platforms. Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, I really like what you're what you've been doing with Joe. Uh, uh, people, check out uh, Man of Medim and and Joe the Mystical Rebel. You guys, you guys be rocking like well, like on Tuesday nights. Uh, you guys have been doing like uh, lives, right? And um, 
Yeah. And man, you uh it's very cool. Like uh you guys are you guys are it's like help building stuff, like because people are like will ask a lot of questions and you guys come out, you guys always just knock it out, like pretty much how you get how you did right now. So it's like, man, you guys are you guys are really doing a lot to uh to freaking just put shit out there and it's and it's uh helping build stuff and unify and educating and and helping people get into stuff like you know it's like inspiring you know what i mean like even for like like for for me and for other people you know what i mean to to get in touch with themselves and then uh to explore this stuff and you know what i mean because there's always learning and there's and there's different kind of gains you know what i mean just how just how the gym has gains like there's also the gains for magic you know and it's yeah yeah possible. yeah well, yeah, thank you. Uh, we we do our best. There's a lot of there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of uh, information out there. A lot of misinformation out there. So we do our best to you know really kind of you know put a uh, authentic opinion on what you see going on out there and try to help people discern you know uh, magic from the more new age modern stuff that likes to just spread the word magic on everything. You know, um, so you, you don't have a lot of people that are really going out there and being like, hey, I know you guys want to call this magic, but let's be honest here. That's that, that, you know, that's not magic. Just like going back to the Taco Bell analogy. I know they're tacos, but they're it's not Mexican food. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, right yeah man it's a, it's a thing, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, so it's it's pretty cool, man. It's it's it's. Uh... I think it's definitely special. Yeah, and then you even joined the the uh, Discord. Me and you even got on. <coughs> oh, excuse me, I'm still freaking uh, recovering. Um, but you and me even joined the Discord because I know you joined it just like the other day, and I just joined it just like last week uh, for uh, Joe the Mystical Rebel. And it's pretty cool, dude. It's like people. I don't know. Like I can feel shit building. I love that stuff. You know what I mean? Because it's like yeah, yeah, it, yeah, for sure. In the end, we'll all just get better. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, man. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Well, I'd like to thank you once again for coming on and I'll be I'll be seeing more of you. Well, you know, while you're in transition, we'll freaking uh we'll have fun and, and mess around and all that and all that good stuff. So uh, yeah, thanks again, dude. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, of course. Yeah, right on, dude. All right, guys. Well, that was another episode for Uncanny Mystic Minds, and we will catch you guys on the next one. Peace. <laughs>